good whatever time you're listening to this, my beautiful people. I'm your co-host, Rodney Boyd. I'm your co-host, Melanie Mitchell. Um, Welcome to another episode of On My Grown, the podcast. Uh, Guys, you know, I just want to say how blessed we are to have you tune in. It has been an extremely long and tiring day for myself, and, and I believe Melanie, she shared with me before we started recording, she's had a long day. But... You know, as we would get, as I hit the record button, something in my spirit just said, you know, it's it's about 300 plus people that are going to hear this. And so that made me really excited. So, you know, thank you for joining us again, guys. Thank you. You know, I'm really always appreciative. Always. Um, so first yeah. we're going to start. We have a new review, um, which we are very much appreciative of, guys. Please keep those rolling in. Uh, those do uh, a number of things they help move us up in the rankings and get us recognition on itunes and they just help us feel good when we're tired so yeah. please keep please them coming make us happy um okay this one is hilarious five stars from fl okay i don't know how to say it flow florida i don't know but either way thank you it says i've absolutely been loving this podcast ever since i stumbled upon it I'm currently a senior in high school from Chicago wanting to go to an HBCU. So listening to both of y'all's stories and experiences have been insightful and hilarious. Mel, you are so funny and relatable. Every episode you have me in tears. Keep doing what y'all doing. Thank you so much. Like that's the motivation, you know, that we need to keep going. Like he said, it's a smooth 300 y'all. It may not sound like much, but I like to think that we're all family. You know, everybody... Not as vocal, but that's what we need. We need y'all, you know, keep sending it to your friends and homegirls and whatever colleague and comrades and brethren. Little cousins. Little cousins. Definitely little cousins, baby mamas, daddies, whatever. Send it, you know, share the laugh. If you giggle, every time you giggle, I want you to send it to somebody new. And we'll see. We'll see how far we go. Yes, sir. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, just want to shout her out. You know, she's from Chicago. I'm from the Chicagoland area. Uh, so, you know, we pray that you, uh, you not only get into an HBCU, but you get the financial, uh, aid or, you know, scholarship that will, uh, you know, take care of it. Um, you know, sticking with the HBCU thing, Melanie had her, uh, homecoming this weekend. So we're going to get a quick recap from her. Uh, yeah. and then her wig is going to tell us what really happened. Oh, well, Imani has been a joy. Um, she got like a mouth facelift last week. I cut her, and she's been even better. It's been great. Um, it's been a great response. People think she's my real hair. I mean, I paid for her, so <laughs> that's all that really matters. Um, that money was real? Very low maintenance. I just put some water and a little bit of shea moisture in her, and she just... It's the first time in my life I left the club with my hair looking better than it did when I walked in. <laughs> and that's when I knew that, you know, wigs were where I needed to be. Uh, quick question yes so i think i think our parents generation and definition of wig is a lot different from i guess what i'm seeing from our generation they think in dream girls turn the wigs around supremes roller sets yeah 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 yeah. they think hey it's you know it's like uh all shortcuts all first lady hairstyles um and I don't know, just basically from what I heard you explain a couple of episodes ago about they getting the bundles and, and they making the wig. Can you is, care to explain? Yeah. Um, basically, you know, they rebranded because Lace Fronts has such a b- bad name. So now they call them frontals and we have closures and all that kind of stuff. 
but the way a wig is constructed it's on a cap and um <laughs> you start off with the closure you cut around the closure and then you sew the bundles in you can part it i can part my hair i can put it in a ponytail it depends on how you leave out or whatever how the wig is sewn on some it's not a, i don't have a frontal on it's just a wig with a closure so it's different types of wigs they're not all just ones with numbers in, at the hair store or <laughs> names. You don't just go pick one up off the shelf. Like let me get they a number take their five. Own personality. Yeah, they're made to your, you know, <laughs> to your head shape. I have a very large head, so you know I had to get a custom wig made. Um, <laughs> the hair, you know, you can get different textures, and it's real hair. You can put heat on it. You can put, you can't put them hair store wigs with no heat. You be done had melted plastic. I love your your flat iron so yeah wigs have taken on new life they're not the you know not your grandmother's wigs um my mom hates my hair but when my mom hates something that's how i know it's good you know she <laughs> never likes anything i do um but it's funny because i was telling my boyfriend's mom how i was getting a wig because his, his mom was always fascinated with my hair changes and she was like a wig because i'm sure she thought you know big heavy Right, clawed bang or something like she was thinking just good old like Patty Labelle wig. Right, right. Yeah, so yeah, wigs ain't wigs ain't what they used to be. They're a big thing, and you think you know you got to be bald headed, but no, I just don't want to do my own hair or put heat on my own hair. That's all. Um, but back to homecoming because you over here got me talking about wigs. And I was just fascinated. I'm like, dang, like this ain't wig wigs. These are like yeah, and this one. My my wig is sewn on, so ain't no like. Because people like, because I'm open about wearing a wig. And people try to make jokes like, oh, I snatch your wig off. I was like, oh, baby, you know, wake up pretty early in the morning to snatch my wig off, okay? It's going to take some deep disassembly. This thing is secure on my head. It ain't going nowhere. Um, Yeah. So, Homecoming. Um, Last week we had Business and Bottles, which is a really, really great episode. I really enjoyed doing the episode. Um, Thank you, Carrington, again. We got some, a lot of great feedback from that. And then, you know, I lived the business in bottles this weekend. <laughs> uh, homecoming. Homecoming was great. I got in town super, super late on Thursday. Like, started getting dressed for my favorite party as soon as I got in town. It was good. It was lit. You know, the bottles happened. Uh, I reached my homecoming goal. I can finally announce it because it came true. Uh, my goal for homecoming was not to pay for any parties. Mm. And um, here we are. Here we are. Not just from, like, a scamming point of view, but just to see, <laughs> you know, like, how we do this. So I did pay for a lot of Ubers and Lyfts, though. Well, Lyfts, because I don't use Uber. So I had an amazing homecoming. Um, I didn't, like, you know, I didn't really have a point to prove this this homecoming. I wasn't like, oh, let me go S on this person. I was just like, I'm going to buy these little dresses from Boohoo. I'm going to go to this little hood store, and we're going to see what happens. And it just turned out great. Um, I think, you know, when you don't have ill intentions, sometimes great things happen. Um <laughs> Yeah, I shocked myself. <laughs> I was nervous. Like, how are my looks going to come out? But everything came out really good. Everyone was really pleasant. I didn't have any negative run-ins with anybody. Um, what was I saying? The parties were great. I had a great time. My feet hurt, though. Like, literally, Friday was one of the longest days of my life. I went to convocation. I don't know. If, do you guys have convocation? for? Is that, is that a thing at y'all school? Um, they, It's not a thing like alum, like young alum rush back in town for. It's it, like a, yeah. Like ours is ours is Thursday, but like, you know, mo if you go, like nobody's taking an off day for it unless you're like being honored or you know somebody being honored, you know. Yeah, convocation's big for us, and it was. I made it to convocation this year because I did make it last year. <laughs> I I wasn't drunk all weekend, like drunk drunk, like hangover drunk all weekend. Mm -hmm. I, I did good. 
Um, but yeah, I made this convocation. And then um, there's a young alumni giving brunch where we, you know, give out scholarships. So me and my sisters gave a scholarship in honor of our late father um, for a creative arts scholarship. So that was a really, really big deal. Um, so and it felt good, you know, to do something positive other than, you know, twerk and drink all weekend. So <laughs> I was able to make, you know, an impact. And the president of the university was there, him and his wife. It was just it felt great. Um, then after that, I ended up at Set Friday and unintentionally because I didn't realize it was going to be like at that because Set Friday, they usually move it off of the set during homecoming but it was right there so it was like five million niggas outside <laughs> and out of this big fancy dress um oh so was it uh was it more lit than normal or y'all still didn't bother with it because y'all weren't expecting it what set friday yeah i mean i'm too old for it anyway i wasn't dressed for set friday but set friday like homecoming is next level it's like a big block party basically. yeah so it's like yeah. our market friday yeah but like even bigger well i guess you know y'all have m- more schools but it was just really big um and i was more ghetto because it'd be like more people who don't go to the school there like, <laughs> uh but yeah that was huge i didn't i just went to see who's out there and speak or whatever then i left there then we had the day party day party was super lit and i talked so much trash saying i was not gonna go and i ended up right there <laughs> and I, had a, I actually had a really good time until my feet started hurting and it's a okay. Let me explain feet hurting. Like and okay, I went to another party after that. So I had two parties that so night. So you went to a day party then a night party. I went to a day party then two night parties. So I went to three oh. parties on Friday alone, right? Because I was hosting them both night parties mm. and then a day party. It was just a lot. So well, when you say me, hosting, were you on the mic or like? Well, I was supposed to be for the second night party, but. Like, just different logistics and time and just people, you know, that didn't work out. Not like they was trifling or anything, but it just didn't work out that way. But that was the initial plan. But, you know, plans always, you know, right. fall by the wayside sometimes. But I was on the flyer for the first party. The second party, it just the yeah, legi- yeah. it just didn't work out. I don't know. It okay. just, nothing like bad enough. They just were like, uh, it's not really. Because I think other people were supposed to show up and they didn't come. It was just, you know, black people, like the talent. So, yes, I was on on heels from 9 o'clock in the morning until 3 o'clock at night, basically. The only time I wasn't in heels was when I was getting dressed for the day party, getting dressed for the night party, and um, in in the various Ubers, but on my feet. So, my feet hurt to the level of, like, yeah, like the balls of your feet sometimes hurt, but it, it got to the point where it was a a sharp pain shooting up my leg. Mm. And as soon as I took my shoes off, I could see the cramp happening in my, in my leg. It was bad. Like it was really bad. I, and I don't want to, I, I made a snap or instant snap about not wanting to be that girl walking like her feet hurt. But if you understood the pain, cause I had to go put heels back on after that. Cause sometimes when your feet already hurt and then you put another pair of heels on, as soon as you put the shoes on, your feet gonna hurt. Even if you had on slides, your feet would hurt because your feet just hurt. So that's where I was. And that's where I was on, uh, on Friday. So we went to the two parties Friday night and then my feet were just excruciating like it, it to the point where I couldn't ignore it. And then I was so blown I didn't want to get drunk because I was like oh I may have to host I don't know what I'm doing. But yeah I ended up leaving the party kind of early because I just tapped out. I could not do it anymore. <laughs> I couldn't do it. <laughs> and then the game was super lit. The game was fun. Um, my outfits got lost right? It. Our shirts got I mean who cares. I didn't even make it to the game. <laughs> That's not them losing doesn't matter to me. Um, Yeah we lost. But 
Yeah, I had fun. When I say the game, I mean going on campus on a Saturday afternoon during homecoming. Okay. If that makes <laughs> the tailgate. We go to the tailgate at the Alpha House. You know, drink, stroll, have fun, take pictures, talk trash. So is the Alpha House the only one that tailgates, or is it happening throughout campus? Um, It's just the Alpha House, honestly. Well, the Kappas have their own tailgate, too. Um, But I, I don't know. Like, the Kappa just started theirs. Yeah. Like, their tailgate. I don't know who goes there. It just, I don't... <sighs> the Beta New They've House been gone so been long that... In, it's like like a, the it's sororities that have been there, they y'all y'all just know they more so would know the Alpha House. What you what you say? Repeat it. I'm saying like the Kappas have been gone from FAMU for so long, like from what my understanding. Yeah, they were gone for a while, but I don't think that's a factor. Cause I'm trying to think of what we used to do. Cause we didn't really start going to the tailgate to 2014, and the Kappas were back by then. Oh okay. Um, so it just became a thing. I don't know when it became a thing, but it just became a thing, and then we were just out there. Uh, and it's just fun. We had a good time. Then we eventually like trickled to the game, but I was like, "That's I was just late to the game. I missed it, but I made it. It just worked. Everything worked out though. I ran into what I needed to run into. I got into the shenanigans that I needed to get into, and it was fun. I had fun. Uh, I got to hang out. It was my pro fights anniversary, so I got to hang out with her. Um, just different fun stuff. And then I didn't even make it out. It's a funny story, but it's a, a story that I'm not telling for free. So, but just know my Saturday night was hilarious. I didn't even make it out. I didn't even make it out that night. So I, I would have tried my hand one more time and seen if I could have finessed my way into a party, just got into a party, but I just couldn't even risk it. I was just like, you know what? We, me and my line sister took a turn up nap and we, mm. we asked my other line sister to wake us up at 1030. And we woke up at 1130. It was like, why did you wake us up? And then she fell asleep too. We just stayed home, and we talked and went to McDonald's and got some Sprite. And that was stronger than a Hennessy that I would have <laughs> drank that night at the club. So, <laughs> yeah, all in all, you know, it's good talking to people, seeing people, you know. Okay. I enjoyed homecoming. Yours is this week. Are you going? Yes. So, yeah, I'll be in town. Uh, I'll, pr- I'll miss all the Friday activities, um, which, you know, for us is like Market Friday. And then just that's really when you kind of there's a there's a lit day party that day. At Sweet Lounge, that I'm, I'm, and that party is it has not disappointed because it's free. Um, you said that was the refund party from the. No, I mean it, it's been he's he's thrown it free in the past, but because it's free, like basically after Market Friday, that's where everybody migrates, and it's all is it a dope venue? You know, Sweet's a nice like day party venue. Yeah. Um. So I'm I'm a little hurt. I'm gonna miss that, but you know I'm gonna just save up my energy for the tailgates uh, on Saturday. Tailgates from twelve to six, and you know typically in the past couple of years, especially with my chapter not being active and therefore not being in the step show, we would kind of just hang around to about seven or eight. Um, you said they're not active now. No, they are now. This year, this year is the first year since. No, they 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 were active. They uh perform one year but this is like the second time in about three years since i left that they'll be in the step show mm-hmm. so um i'll be i'll be there and you know i'm praying you know the young boys pull it out because you know i'm a two-time step show champion and that that that, that feeling is i mean stomp the yard i think kind of captured what that feeling is like you are on top of the world you know mm-hmm. especially Same. that's how i was last year because my neos didn't step this year 
but last year they did. So I came into it was like me, my eleven pro fights who got cheated out of their trophy, and I'll say it every day if I have to. <laughs> um, and then my two thousand pro fight, who that was the last time that they we won until me. So it was thirteen. Yeah. I was like, only two people in this room got a trophy. Oh yeah, so you get a. <laughs> It was really like I felt like Laz Alonzo or somebody. <laughs> like, what? Look, two people in this room have ever won a step show. So let's <laughs> let's see where you want to go with this. It's, my, it's <laughs> funny. So and I would have been a two time champ if we got cheated the second year too. And I'll say that every day if I have to because it's my goddamn podcast. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's funny because for us, we were the first time in seven years that we had won. Mm-hmm. My my team. The seven year champs. <laughs> yeah, and so I had a pro fight, and it was a bunch of you know pro fights in there. It was like you know dope steppers. They was like, and he was like, I'm the only one in here who won a step show championship. We was like, ooh, and now I could go back and say that, you know, like yeah, not I only felt real cool saying that. Like they they finished the show. I was like, y'all need to give it y'all all, man. We this is very important. The deltas ain't back yet. We still got a chance. <laughs> like you just gotta get that. <laughs> That big, mm, that Will Packer speech. Yeah, that um, you got to give him that whis that that whispery that uh, nah nah nah. I was gonna say Olivia Pope, but Columbus Short used to give those types of speeches in <laughs> scandal. The scandal. We are warriors. <laughs> <laughs> so we gonna get out there. We gonna win that step show. <laughs> Good times. I was just talking the other day because our step show has been a joke since like forever my freshman year was the last real step show and even when we won our step show i was like yeah we won and i looked down and it was like 12 and a half people in the audience like <laughs> other than greeks <laughs> and i was like don't nobody care they'll pack out a dance show but they don't care about this the step show they don't like wow. greeks anyway like unless they want to be greek so but when is your step show it feels like it's thursday well i guess y'all have alum- alums be in town by then huh well yeah that's part like our turn up people get in town wednesday like the the party starts Wednesday. Okay. But. Yeah, ours is Saturday, which is when everybody is there. Which sucks. Um, As a Neo. Yeah. I was, I was talking to um one of my homeboys' little brother, is the bros with a Z in Morehouse, and he was saying that, you know, the hop show was Saturday night, and they still got to, you know, be Neos at the tailgate, you know, on the grill and stuff, and then go back and step that night. I was like, oh, no, like, that sounds terrible. I was mad when our show was on a Friday. But a Saturday, like, after the game, after being in the sun all day, and then you got to go perform, that sounds terrible. Um, like, Thursday's the best day, like, finish, win, lose, draw. You still going to chill mad because that's where everybody going to be at. And then Friday, you got the rest of your weekend. The first Greek homecoming I had, which is my graduating homecoming, when I didn't have to step and I got to enjoy my homecoming, oh, it was so good. I had so much fun. I'm like, this is what life on the other side feels like. Wow. I don't, I don't know, man. Like, and I definitely get it because you know, it's like, hey, when you step in, you know, you just understand you don't, you don't get those homecomings. Mm-hmm. But to me, that's even more motivation to go hard and practice and to win because I couldn't imagine giving all that time lose and like not having a homecoming for two years and losing but like you know like by by but the the sacrifice the the satisfaction i get you know like we gave all that time we won like nobody can ever take that away from me it was like and I, like we were the it, you know we were the ending of homecoming it was like okay that was that was dope you know we we do it a little differently it's like the step team look y'all gotta y'all gotta worry about the step the step show so they you know 
they're out there in the morning maybe helping set up but then we really tell them hey y'all y'all, y'all go ahead do your thing and everybody else and the other neils will hold it down mm-hmm. so i really feel for him if he got to go grill and deal with drunk pro fights and then go do a show yeah because kids are rambunctious too you know how much shenanigans they get into over that tent <laughs> <laughs> and then to go hop for 10 15 minutes no. But yeah, I mean, I remember our first um, homecoming, and the profiles always come to just f with the Neos, like their first homecoming. Who am I? <laughs> Who's that? Who's my license? Like all of that. But being on the step team and winning for the first time in ever, we had like immunity. <laughs> like, <laughs> who are you? Um, I was on the step team. Oh, go ahead. You good? Oh, oh, oh my, my fault. Here, here's a drink. <laughs> <laughs> you want some Hennessy? Yes, I do. <laughs> like, we were good that homecoming. So. You know, good old Neo days. Bless it. As y'all can tell, we uh, those were good times for us. Right over here and reminiscing on the glory days. I feel like the uncle from Napoleon Dynamite who was talking about his football career the whole movie. Yeah. That, I mean, that's football how... Football in the mountains. I haven't watched Napoleon Dynamite in a long time. Wow, that used to be my favorite movie. I, my LBs and I, we often talk like we we look forward to when we have kids and like we can show them like, no, I was live. Like, nah, oh, yeah. bro. Like, I did Definitely. this. I, was, I almost wish I would have had my kids by now so I could still be, like, a little bit fine and agile by the time I have kids. <laughs> <laughs> like, my kids are, like, of age. It's like, oh, your mama fine. She still got it. You know, but at this rate, you know. All right, guys. Any Anything else? Oh, <laughs> uh, let me see. Homecoming, homecoming, homecoming. I want to come up with an app. This is petty, but who cares? I want to come up with an app for women. Okay. Maybe when the Mark of the Beast comes out fully, I can really be able to implement it. Um, <laughs> but to track your nigga during homecoming. <laughs> like oh, a nigga no. trying to app. Like, oh, no. Oh, no, baby. What you doing? I was like an accountability partner during homecoming. I was like, um, where's Alicia? Um, Quinteria. Like, reminding niggas of their girlfriends. Like, you know. So I think that would be good. You know, just have like a little tracking device. He ain't got to know about it. It's an app to your phone. And then anytime he's around, like, raised levels of estrogen, you'll get, like, a notification. I mean, what was his girl doing, you know, while she was away from him? That's not what we're talking about. We're not talking about oh, that. So, okay. I'm just saying, watch your husbands and stuff for homecoming, because okay. it's crazy out here. Mm. Well, yeah, that was my little petty note of the day. Watch your wives. Because <laughs> the boy she really loved, he, he acting right now. <laughs> but he done got a little fat, so... <laughs> The love ain't there no more, but it's still, you know, not dead. Okay, what we talk about this week? Because we done been here rapping for like yeah. <laughs> Okay, guys. So we have episodes. I, I, I kind of want to play like a game, but it's going to be like a discussion. It's called Factor Fiction or Millennial Factor Fiction. So uh, long story short, you know, there's a bunch of articles and, and kind of just blanket statements that the media and, and just, I guess, those minds that be make about the millennial generation. You know, they act as if we are from another planet because we're so different from the previous generations. Millennials are killing diamonds and killing real estate and killing teddy bears. Bananas. <laughs> like, we just, okay, we don't want to buy this. Stupid. We saw our parents waste money on dumb stuff our whole lives and we just not want to do it. Right. In their jobs. We're not doing it. But I think, but I think oftentimes it's like with, you know, you know, study shows and research shows is I don't, I don't know if they really account for how black millennials are and just because as black people we're kind of affected by things a lot differently 
than our white counterparts. And so what we're going to do, we're going to go through some articles and I'm a, I'm a, I'm a make the statement. Melanie and I will kind of guess, Hey, is that fact or fiction for black millennials? And, you know, then we'll kind of discuss our reasoning. Then we'll look at what the article says and its reasoning and just kind of facilitate a discussion. Um, because, you know, as long as I've been alive, I've never been contacted for a study. Have you, Mel- Melanie? Ain't nobody asked me nothing. So <laughs> I'm trying to figure out. They don't ask me about <laughs> student loans, about what I want from a job. Ain't nobody asked me nothing. <laughs> At all. Uh, but when when can I pay this? Hey, 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 chill. <laughs> I would love to be a part of this census when y'all ask millennial stuff. So, um, first one is called What Millennials Want from a Job. It's a Forbes article from October 1st, 2017. So, it's fairly recent. And so, I'm going to go kind of by the five things that they listed and we'll talk about um, do we think that's fact or fiction. So, one thing I want to remind Melanie and I that, you know, my mom kind of reminded me as I was prepping for the show is um, we, you know, the people we interact with and kind of the level we're at is we interact with a lot of college-educated black people. Mm-hmm. And that is not necessarily the entire demographic of, you know, of black people. You know, not everybody's college-educated. So, you know, when we're answering this, just keep that in mind. Uh, so first one, we want employer benefits that match with our values. Yeah, that's that's a, that's a fact. Why wouldn't you? Like, when you what are like what's a a benefit that you wouldn't match with your value? Um, I mean, when I think of benefits, I just think of like PTO, insurance, life insurance, four hundred one k. Like, am I missing something? Am I not deep enough in corporate America to? Is it something different? Like, I don't know. Um, it it actually is, and you know, I'm gonna be honest. I've heard of what they listed is something I had heard of, but like I never really got a, a full explanation of um what I, I said and and i said that was um i said that was fiction um because i just didn't to me I, in my mind before reading the articles like what benefits could match my value you know like but i guess if i think about it now you know what would have matched i'm i'm very big on hbcus so if a, if a company matches your gifts that would be a benefit that would match my values. What you mean? Um, so there's some companies that when you give a, a charitable, you know, monetary donation, um, say if you 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 know over a course of a year you gave a thousand dollars to FAMU, some companies will match that thousand dollars and give a, you know therefore give another one thousand dollars to FAMU. Oh, you know what? That happened at the young alumni giving um, scholarship brunch this past weekend. One of the guys was like, oh, you know, I'm giving X amount and then my company's going to match, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, I, I did see an example of that this weekend. Yeah. And so when I initially read that statement, I didn't think about that, but that would be something that I would want. Um, I mean, it's not going to make it's not going to make me like pick a job. It it just will be a bonus. Right. That'd be great. Yeah. I mean, you and know. then different perks coming from corporate, not corporate America, but from tech the tech side of corporate America, like we had an Xbox in the break room. We had a ping pong table. Me and the CEO was playing ping pong. So those are things that are like great. I mean, I'm working at a hospital now, so of course we don't have those kind of things. But like ideally in my job that I really, really want, you know, I want a beanbag chair. I want to go, you know, get some purple flirt out the soda machine. You're a real nigga if you got that joke. But 
<laughs> you, do you get the joke, Rodney? No. You don't know what Purple Flurp is from? No. I'm disappointed. Where is it from? Jimmy Neutron. Oh, wow. I haven't watched that in years. And I used to like it. I have. It was, it was one of my favorites. It was definitely one of my favorite cartoons. I, I really identified with Libby. Oh, well. <laughs> you know, Swoop Bang, Braid Bob. Like, she was my kind of girl. <laughs> but, um, yeah, like, definitely. But I'm not going to be like, oh, y'all don't have beanbags? Well, oops, well, I can't. I will take my business elsewhere. Like, no, it's not. Yeah. Um. So, basically, what this said was that employers, you know, we want employer benefits that match our values. And one thing that it listed was that one in three uh, millennials want a a um, want a company that will, I guess, have a way for them to ha- establish a five twenty nine slash college saving account as a benefit at their job. So, for those that don't know, a five twenty nine plan is a tax advantage savings plan designed to encourage saving for future college costs. Five twenty nine plans, legally known as Qualified tuition plans are sponsored by state, states, state agencies, or educational institutions and are authorized by Section 529 of the IRS Code. Um, so after that, would it, you know, I just wanted to give that definition for those who hadn't heard of it. But, you know, it says a lot of millennials are still dealing with, um, you know, debt from their education. And so they want to start saving for their kids' education so they don't have that burden of student loan debt when they graduate and so that was a huge benefit that I guess one in three millennials are looking for. But, you know, as a black millennial, I don't know how many of us know about this. I didn't. Yeah. So, you know, I I doubt we're those that one in three. You know, but um, hopefully, um, you know, we help change that. And so now, you know, more of you all that listen to our show, you know, at least know what a 529 is and we'll go research it. <laughs> Got to think of these things, man. And life insurance is one of those things that are very important because, I mean, I know things times are hard, but, you know, I hate seeing GoFundMes when people pass away. Like, it's disheartening. And then on the other hand, it's like, we got to do better because it's not, it's it's plans that we can get. So y'all got to do better with that. Like, if you don't have one, try to find one, you know, get one small because, you know, I hate seeing that people can't even be buried because their families don't have the money. And then it makes me think, what were people doing before? Before Go GoFundMe, yeah, they were, um, <laughs> I I probably taking cheaper options, cremating people. Um, Ooh, breaks my heart, bro. Real good. Yeah, so um, that's real, man. Life insurance. Oh, and another thing I want to tell you all um, about, just kind of going with Melanie said. Um, so my parents, their jobs had allow for them to have a life insurance plan on me mm-hmm. up until age 25. Mm-hmm. So now I'm 25, and so now they have to go and get external life insurance on me. Hmm. Now, my job provides life insurance, and you know because I'm not married, my parents would be my beneficiaries, but that's just something that it was a lapse that they didn't realize. You know, like here they're thinking like, okay, we have life insurance on Rodney because it's through our job. Not realizing that when I turned twenty five, that terminated. So where does the money go? The life insurance. Well, th- that was just a, a perk of their job, right? 
you know, wasn't like they paid into it. Okay. That okay. So yeah, so make sure your family checks that out. We'll have we we should probably do a whole insurance episode later. We should, cause you know I always learn a lot with that episode. Yeah. So all right, next one. Um, so millennials say that loyalty is more valuable than they let on, um, and that sixty-seven percent of us want to be loyal to employers. Do you believe? Do you believe this? Fact or fiction? Sixty-seven percent is pretty chunky. It's a big number because I know my job pissed me off once. I'm on. I'm on Indeed. So <laughs> <laughs> it's like Melanie X Y Z. Bet. Cool. <laughs> Log right into Indeed. Get on that good old um, Dice. <laughs> LinkedIn. I don't need this. My, my, my husband has two jobs. My man has two jobs. Yeah, I'm be selling food stamps if I have to. I ain't sitting around for this. You mean no, no. a link card? <laughs> Not happening over here. Uh, So, fact or fiction? So, I think that's fiction. I mean, 67% in... Millennials, when it comes to us, like I said, we don't, we don't, we're not that pressed. Like, oh, I need to be at the job for so many years. No, I'm gonna do what makes me happy. If these people are making me happy, then I'm hitting the door. Okay, so I initially thought that was a uh, fiction as well. I just thought that you know, after you know us going through the recession of '07 and '08, and then you know even the economic downturn after '9/11. You know, a lot of us saw our parents lose lose jobs at companies they had been with 10, 15, 20 years. And so, you know, I assume that us as a generation was like, look, ain't no reason to be loyal to a company that I know won't be loyal to me. We are disposable to them. Right. But what this article said is that we're thinking from two 25, 25 23-year-olds who don't have a family to support. Mm-hmm. Now, as millennials are getting older, we're seeing that you can't just leave a job as much because then you got to start, you know, like you got to start over with a crew and PTO and, you know, you got to be somewhere five years before you get three weeks. And so people would rather stay somewhere, you know, and and kind of get those benefits of being there and having a good track record of, you know, being able to leave early of being, you know, having a managers that know you and are flexible and are more accepting of, you know, family things that um, may come up or may need your attention, that if you're constantly moving new jobs, you don't get that privilege until you've proven yourself. Yeah, that's something I thought of, too. I was like, dang, like, what if I leave my job? I'm going to start all over to get my PTO and for the insurance to kick in because it's yeah. petty. As soon as they think you don't work there no more, you go pick up your uh, medicine. Um, that'll be $478. <laughs> um, Excuse me? Um, what are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah. That's so something I think that, all the time. So that was something um that is indeed, you know, that when I think about it is fact. Um I wonder do people who are, are less educated do they have that same mindset? And by less educated, I don't mean they're dumber. I just, you know, that formally they they don't have the same education. I mean, we feel that our degrees give us the security to do what we want to do and hop around. I mean, right. we have more opportunities where, you know. I think it also depends on the person and their experience because that's what really matters. Like I, I've said before, I've had bosses that didn't have a degree at all. Oh, very so, true. In, in IT. So 
But that's somebody who they was back. They were there since punch cards. <laughs> right. That too. <laughs> but I mean, if you pay your dues, but then you, you know, once you get the resume, who really, cause they ain't really checking to see your degree these days. They ain't really, that's. Yeah. <laughs> um, but one thing they said is a big must is that the employer must have values, benefits and personal development things that make it conducive for a millennial to stay there. So there was that. Uh, next, millennials are concerned about retirement investment options when it comes to a job. Retirement investment options. You said we're not. Wait, we are. So well, yeah, I mean, we think about the long run. So fact. Yeah, fact. Um, I thought it was fiction. You don't think we care about retirement? Well, not that we don't think about retirement, but n- more so the investment options. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know if we, as millenn, you know, I my mindset and just the mindset from a lot of people I interacted with was that my job provides a vehicle of retirement saving and investment through my four hundred one k, but there are things I have to be doing outside of my job that would benefit me more mm-hmm. you know so like uh, my former roommate jd he got into forex train uh trading um and that was a way for him to you know build up investments in capital outside of just his 401k you know a lot of people want to get income property or you know they they bought a house and they have roommates you know, people are, you know, or people start their own businesses or different things or, um, you know, people are involved in the stock stock market, stock stock market. Um, you know, so to me, as a millennial, it's like, OK, my, as long as my job has a 401k and they match, that would, you know, that's all I'm concerned with. But this was saying that we want options. OK, I see. We just like, oh, sure. A 401k. Throw it on there. Put it all yeah. in there. Get it all for them. But it said, um, it said that we're looking for options in our job, and I don't, and I, I don't, and once again, this is one of those things. It's like, I'm curious, do black millennials know as much about that? Our that jobs provide more options than just a four hundred one k. Okay. Okay. So, um, next one, uh, millennials are looking for a job that gives them the ability to prioritize family. Yeah. Okay. I'm with that. That's a fact. I mean, you know, you got to think, even if we, even though we don't have kids right now, but, you know, who's to say what happens? You got to make a trip or your mom's sick or, like, just different stuff. People have to understand, like, my old job, you said your kid was sick. Go home. That's fine. Like, go handle your business. I hate when people don't, when jobs don't let you have that work-life balance. Yeah. So work-life balance is very important. Yeah. This is something I thought was fact as well. Um you know, and and one thing that really um, made me think was, like you said, um, parents. Because there was a woman um, at my job that they had they gave her like a week, a uh, week or two of you know just a leave of absence because her father was in the ER, mm-hmm. and um, you know, I thought it was you know nice that they did that because. 
you know, when you're dealing with stuff like that, um, it's hard to perform, and they know it. Absolutely. And so, um, this article was just saying that um, as we start, you know, as we start uh, families and our parents begin to age, you know, prioritizing family is really important, um, and we're looking to invest more free time into, you know, taking care of our kids and um, helping our you know, alien parents. Um, I mean, sure. I feel like by the time we have kids, stuff is going to get so lenient. The kids going to be at work with us doing stuff and it's going to be a, a play area and the job. Like, yeah. Well, I think, um, to. I think with technology just advancing so much, you know, I think as, as millennials move up into power, you know, you're going to see pe- a lot more jobs allowing people to work remotely. That too. And you work remote for a year, so yeah. But I think you're gonna see like regular jobs happen, you know. And and there's some jobs that do like, you know, hey, you come in three days a week, you the other two days you just work remote, which is clutch. And I think you'll see that probably spread more as as we just get older and and more positions of leadership. Because it's like with technology, why I got to be in the room with you? Because we ain't doing nothing. Like I don't have to see your face, right? And I'll work later. It you know if you allow me to work remotely, just so I don't mess this up. And as long as I ain't gotta be bothered with you and your microaggressions at the water cooler, <laughs> look. Man, you talking about A-okay. microaggressions? Think about the germs and not having to get sick. That's that's true too. But like the good two three days coming in is like that good balance, like to keep you yeah. Safe. Yeah, and, you know, it keeps you connected, keeps you aware of kind of some things that you may not. All right, and uh, the last one for this article is uh, millennials are looking for a job that has a social impact. Yeah, I I, I like that. I like when jobs, you know, have your cleanup community service, you know, being part of community service-based organizations. We like to continue to serve our communities for all mankind and such. So no, but I'll joke aside. I do love when companies reach out and do stuff like that, you know, to help people. I keep on re- referencing my last job because that was like more corporate-y Because I work at a hospital, of course. That's what we're supposed to do is help people. Yeah. But yeah, they had their own little initiatives in the UNICEF and all the other stuff. What's the what's is that UNICEF? Remember they used to do like the trick or treat thing? Yeah, trick or treat for UNICEF, that? and you was it, was you it collect UNICEF? coins. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they do all of that. Um, I said it was false, and and maybe I was looking at it too cyc- cyclical, you know, or cynical. Wow, cyclical. Wow, I'm messing up. Wow. Um, in terms of like we would like that in a job, but like that's not going to determine if we don't take a job or not. Um, Touché. you know, I just feel like pay, location, and you know, more monetary benefits are going to determine things opposed to. Some of this stuff, which was a little more fluff, and and but some of it was, you know, like prioritize the family. That was something that was very serious. Um, and I don't know at times, you know, like when companies do these initiatives, you know, or like, uh, you know, they have all these things. Part of me is just like, well, of course they're going to do it because it's probably a tax write off. Mm-hmm. You know, and not to say that it's not important work that they're doing, but you know, they they do. There is very much a benefit for them in doing things like that. But it says, um, you know, 
people want, you know, would love for a company that gives, you know, gives you time off to volunteer. Um, once again, the gift matching is very attractive to millennials. And um, it says 82% of millennials want socially responsible investment options at their companies. I mean, false, because I don't really know what that means for real. So, so think about it in, in in this term. So you remember how, like, um, you see a lot of 90s episodes of shows were talking about divesting from South Africa because uh, they had uh, apartheid. You're, you wouldn't want a company that has investments that support, um, you know, companies in South Africa because they're part of an oppressive system. Like people that fund prisons and stuff. Fund prisons. You wouldn't want any, you know, your job to have investments in, say, a company that is involved in the fur trade. Okay. I get that. Okay. And once again, I read that. I'm like, who has time to research all that? Listen, you, you'd be surprised. Same people who search old tweets. <laughs> wow, so you said the N-word in 2009. But yeah, people have time. Okay. Well, to me, you know, you know if a job pays enough, you, you know what your bills are. You know if, like, it's a job that'll interest you. You know, those other things were very much... uh pie in the sky like okay i'll you know if i got two or three options then i'll go to you know looking at these other things and and ranking them so uh moving on to a point that i brought up last week um we have an article from vice that says millennials have discovered going out sucks and it says that millennials are not going out and partying as much as previous generations. Fact or fiction? I don't believe that for nothing in this world. Really? Um, I thought, did we talk about this? Am I tripping? No, we. I, I mean, we talked about it last week with Carrington. Okay, yeah, a, we did. We, okay, I'm like, didn't I? I feel like I'm having deja vu. But yeah, um, if it's, I, I don't, I know personally, I don't go out, but a lot, unless it's like special occasion, I'm getting drug out, it's free. Um, but my feet be hurting, so. <laughs> That's why going out sucks. Men are trash. My feet hurt. I ain't trying to get chose. So I go. But no, I think we definitely go out, especially with like parties evolving. Like back in the day, they'd go to the sock hop or the juke joint <laughs> on Fridays and Saturdays. Now we got day parties. They want party in the daytime like that unless it's a cookout. We got day parties. <laughs> we got brunch. Like we got more parties. We got homecomings of getting more live. Like I'm sure homecoming wasn't this. Well, I mean, yeah, it was, but. They was drinking back then. Coke 45? Like, uh, did they have bottle service back then? Did they have sections when our parents was going to the club? No, nah, I don't think was. so. But anyway, yeah, I don't believe that we stopped. I mean, going out does suck, but we still do it. Like, I don't think we're going to stop. And then we like a different, I think we're in a more liberated, I guess, since the 60s time. Like, it's more lit. You know, drinking is, I feel, I feel like drinking is bigger. And then social media, peer pressure adds to things as well so I don't hmm. think we stopped I actually agreed with this mm-hmm. and I agreed with it on the pretense that the way that the older generations viewed going out we don't do that as much so mm-hmm. where you said like we have day parties I don't think they view that as the same yet they don't understand that mm-hmm. you know cause like when did day parties really take off like 2012 13 
don't like people party in the daytime with the sun up. What? You know what I was like, probably like a year or two ago. I was like, y'all n words are going to day party, like party in the day to death. Like not not like promoters are going to do a day party for everything, and then it's going to get whack, and then partying at night about to be the wave again. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be a, you know, they because I just I black people, you know, or promoters, they, you know, phone parties used to be the wave. Then <laughs> phone party, I've never been to a phone party. I never went, if, but they, I usually have flyers for them party, all the time. You are low class. I'm judging. I'm heavily judging because it's probably like hepatitis in the phone. Right, but I used to see I used to see promos for those all the time. Now I don't ever see them on uh, Facebook or anything. ABC parties. ABC parties. You know what else they about to do to death? Trap parties. Silent parties. Oh yeah. Oh definitely. Yeah. But I want to go to one. I haven't been I, yet. I, I went to a silent party during grad night. <laughs> <laughs> that was when it was like first coming out. I was like, what is this? This is dumb. And now here we are, six years later, and everybody want to have a, a trap. So they are running trap into the ground. They put trap in front of anything and sell tickets and make an event right for it. Yeah. And I'm tired of it. I'm sick. <laughs> Trap shooting range. Trap brunch. <laughs> trap karaoke. Trap pedicure. Trap pap smear. Like <laughs> trap <okay>. HIV test. <laughs> like what? Trap root canal. <laughs> trap parking ticket. Trap DMV. <laughs> trap emergency room. Like okay, we get it. Trap is cool. Trap wrestling. You gonna uh, copyright in French? Two chains on the flyer. Like I'm sick of it. I'm tired of y'all putting trap in front of stuff. Pretty Stop girls, it. Pretty girls like uh trap driving. <laughs> Take a trap to ride. Trap water. <laughs> trap perfume. Trap. I'm I'm literally just looking around the room and just naming stuff. Trap lamp. Trap MacBook. Uh, you like we trap PlayStation. <laughs> trap suitcase. Trap makeup bag. <laughs> Trap bobby pins. I'm having uh, fun. I could I could literally go all day. Oh man. Trap iPhone speaker. Trap picture of your grandma. <laughs> but you know Trap what? Trophies. You know what else is another factor? That I think we don't go out as much as people used to. What? Um, they didn't have Netflix. <laughs> you had to go out to have fun, huh? Right. Think how many times you've been with your boo and been like, we ain't got to go out. We ain't, we don't have to go to the movies. We ain't got to go to the club. I mean, niggas had DVDs, though, so. DV, you had to, but think about, like, Red you'd box. have to amass a DVD collection. With Netflix, you could discover a new movie that night. You could discover a new show and binge watch it. I mean, niggas used to, to bootleg, too, though. Like, no, they used to have full movies on YouTube. Remember that? Yeah. They said like, but no, I'm talking, but for our parents' generation, it wasn't that hard. You, that bro, hard. Netflix. Netflix changed the game. Netflix versus a VHS collection. You got to stop and rewind it, but that was what they was used to. They didn't know you could just click a button and watch a movie. So, but I'm know, saying like movie movie uh, nights on a new thing. I don't think like Netflix is killing club culture. No, I don't think it's that deep, but. Yeah, I mean niggas, we've been getting hit with Netflix and chill before Netflix is even thought of. So <laughs> let's uh put this old Billy D. Williams movie in, <laughs> and, and drink this Colt forty five. 
we been getting trapped. Netflix ain't do nothing new. We just changed the name. I don't it's know, fine. man. Okay, here's another reason. We getting Hulu and Hunch now. Go ahead. Here's another reason. Um, we we don't like going out unless it's in a section, and that's expensive. I mean, that's for just us HBCU bougie people. I don't think oh, okay. people really care about that. Like, I was so disgusted when I had to wait in line. I was like, I might be bougie. <laughs> <laughs> Stand like, oh my god! One time I went to the club and we didn't have a section and didn't know nobody from that. So I was like, can we go? Because I feel super regular. <laughs> it's to yeah, me for the, people, we like to feel like we're better than people, and we need to have some type of exclusivity when we go out. I don't even. I don't know if it's just that, but I feel like just a section is like here's my safe haven to get away from these people. <laughs> these people. These you people. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Here's a here's a factor that the article listed that I didn't think of, but I think is very on point. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're just more culturally cautious due to kind of freak violent things. You know, I was going to say that I didn't want to be insensitive. But I was going to say gun control. Like, niggas be shooting. Like, they don't discriminate no more. Yeah, it's I mean. You, certain you, hood events that niggas start shooting at, but now they shoot everywhere. So it's no, it's no telling. And that's the, and like, you know, like, you know, someone who lives in Atlanta, like, I love Atlanta. I love how black it is. But like one thing, like going, you know, for me, going to compound during Spellhouse Homecoming is a very different experience than going on a normal Saturday night. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, hey, where did all these other people come from? Like, oh, these people go to the club too. They look like they might be shooting. I'm not trying. Was that girl talking to them? I don't want to dance with her now because I don't want no static. You know, niggas be scared in the club, basically. Well, I well no, I'm just saying like you have some some elements in the club that you have to be aware of. Mm-hmm. You know, just like people who 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 have nothing to lose and are willing to go to you know shoot up, fight, jump, you know. Yeah, just to stay safe. Like, oh, you having a party? Oh, what's the party at? Um, X X X. You know. X club, whatever. Yeah. So and so club. Oh, I ain't going there. They be shooting. And right. Like so, somebody got killed at a Mexican restaurant, <laughs> like in Tallahassee, like graduation weekend. Ain't nobody trying to like. Now we can't even go to the Mexican restaurant. It was like a little cantina. They turned it into like a like a club vibe at night. Nick scared. So I get it. Yeah. Um. Okay. Next one. Uh, millennials don't use credit cards like their parents or their grandparents. Fact or fiction? Fact, because we all get that one and then mess our credit up. <laughs> we and we like, it oh, I'm all set because that's where I was. <laughs> I'm gonna just go ahead and sit with this credit card that I've used ninety percent of the credit limit on. <laughs> right. I wish I would have had more education or just you know on them. Because then I ended up closing it, which is a bad idea. But I was just like, I want no parts. Just close it. Delete the credit card. I, <laughs> I don't want to be tempted open. ever again. Right. Had I known, I would have left it open. But still. um, I said fiction. And I said that based off of kind of knowing people, you know, who had credit cards and messed up. Um, as millennials, um. Maybe I was a little swayed because I know quite a few people that are consultants. Mm-hmm. So they have a credit card and, and their company, you know, like it's their expense card. Um, 
and they use it in their like gaming system to get points, miles, hotel points, and all this. Well, that's true. Um, it, it depends on the parks. I think we're smarter with it. Yeah, we're more of a newer thing when it was our, our parents and grandparents. But now we kind of, you know, seeing our parents go through debt and all that kind of stuff. I don't know. Yeah. We just like we just take a lot of notes from our parents. I don't think earlier generations took as many notes as we did to like correct mistakes. Very um, true. <laughs> and I but think, yeah, and like if we have credit cards, like most people I know have certain like a Delta credit card, a Target credit card, like very like emergency driven, but not just out here. At least by the time you get to our age, because it's like, girl, you should know better by now. Yeah. Um, so this is from a CNN money article. It says one in three millennials uh, have a credit card. Said so we as millennials fear debt, uh, especially between seeing the 08 recession and our student loan debt. Um, and then they said another big thing that has slowed down us getting credit cards is the Obama financial protection act of 2009 that keeps, uh, uh, credit card companies from badgering and pursuing us in kind of unethical ways that they used to before that. Hmm. I didn't even know that was a thing. That's a lot of stuff I didn't know. But yeah, so like I'm glad. You know, you used to hear horror stories of like, well, not horror stories, but basically like credit card companies used to set up a table on campus, say, "Hey, you're a college student. Here's a credit card with a fifteen hundred, you know, dollar limit." People would run it up and, you know, they're college students, so they wouldn't have a means to pay it back and it would just mess up their credit. So they, Obama passed legislation in 09 that prevented predatory um, marketing for people who, you know, would not be good candidates for a credit card. <laughs> well, they need to call Capital One because they have yet to leave me alone. Dog! Capital One, stay emailing every, I mean, stay mailing everyone I know. Mailing, yes. Like, can y'all vibe? They used to mail everyone when I lived down in Atlanta. Everyone in the house, we all had a Capital One, you know, mailer. I'm home now, and I see they mailing my brother. You know, we never opened them. We would, sh- you know, shred them and and throw them out just in case any sensitive information was in there. But like, dog, I don't. I haven't even contacted you. Like, how did you get my address? Who I told you like, I lived here? I feel like it's like that. What was that one college that mailed everybody? Like, how did you get my information, sirs or ma'ams? Yeah. Oh. Harassing folks. What? Yeah, but Capital One, I don't, what is their, are they making money off of it? Are they Are they Somebody mailing enough Mailing enough people that they are like, all right, hey, we'll send out all these letters and we get, you know, X amount in return. Somebody like, you know what, that don't sound half bad. All right, so uh, final one. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's become more common for young adults to live at home for longer stretches. Fact or fiction? Well, I'm reporting live from my ninth grade <laughs> bedroom, so <laughs> look, ain't nan shame in my game. And I'm staying here until I can't take it no more. So I'm doing pretty good right now. Um, I initially thought fiction because it's black millennials. Mm-hmm. And I say fiction because I think I'm one of two people on my line who live at home. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in the black community, we're very big on, oh, you're 18, get out my house. I don't know. I get. I don't think so. I'm not too That's just, that was kind of my perception. 
Um, this is from a Pew Research uh, article that was um, printed May or published May fifth, two thousand seventeen. It says 15% of people 25 to 35 live at home with their parents. Only 5% of them are unemployed. Um, most people are saying around three years. And but get here's the thing that really had me rethink. Only ten percent of them have a bachelor's degree. Oh dang! Well, I don't know. I'm trying. I'm looking because you talking to people in online, so I'm looking through like, okay, she home, she in. You know. Well, women is different. Women, I think, are very different. Mm-hmm. I think a few things that play a factor. Um, I think the schools we went to. Okay. Um, I was talking with my mom. She was saying, like, you know, for her, after graduation, it was very common for a majority of people she knew to go back home. She went to Northern Illinois University. And I said, well, mom, you know, if you look at Morehouse and FAMU, those attract people from throughout the country. And so we've already, by simply attending our schools, oftentimes we've already proven that we're willing to go far from the nest. Yeah, and I, I feel like family dynamics count, too. Um, you got to factor in two-parent households, you know, single-parent households. And then, like, and I learned during college, like, some people do not like their family. <laughs> like A lot of people do not have good relationships with their parents. want to go home. And my family dynamic allows me to be able to be harmonious with my family. We cool. Like, everybody got yeah. their own thing going on. But some people are like, oh, I don't want to go home for Thanksgiving. I'm like, I can't wait to get home for Thanksgiving. Like, what's y'all deal? So that that plays, you know, a part too, because you know some people have very toxic family relationships, or yeah, you know, some people don't want to go home because they got to raise their little brothers and sisters. Like it just wow, yeah, I didn't even think about I that. They're, imagine, they're the yeah. oldest of five, but you know they're the second or third parent. Yeah, left babysitting because mama got to have a life too. Sounds terrible. Really does. Um. So yeah, I, I could get that. Um. I guess I'm biased because I live home, so <laughs> it's not really. Yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with living home. You know, now that I'm here, I wish I would have done this. I kind of wish I would have done it earlier. I mean, I, I liked living off in Atlanta doing my thing, but thinking about all the rent money I could have saved. Right. I could have had my own place by now. A house. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, but another reason people are living at home is the cost of living alone with all the gentrification that's taking place throughout the nation. It is hard. You know, millennials, especially like as we're younger, we want to live in a city. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's, it's so expensive to live in a city. Chicago is ridiculous. I could imagine. And then, um, one of my friends just recently moved into what she thought was a gentrified neighborhood. I mean, you don't really <laughs> support gentrification, but you know, Hey, got to live somewhere. But they weren't finished gentrifying. Seventy-five <laughs> like percent done gentrifying. They hadn't got all the, the the people out. They knocked the projects down. They hadn't got the voucher people out yet. So it's basically still the same, you know, project quality people living there. I'll say. What's wrong so with that? Very nice. I mean, they stole her package off her dough. Like, Dang. Was doing drug deals outside, like. That's the thing. That's the one thing, dog. Like, don't don't take my package off my door. Because I, I love Amazon Prime. <laughs> so I be getting, like, stupid stuff. You know, like a a, a midden. A Philly know. wanger. Like, what, what do you right. buy uh, for? A, a, a grill. Like 30 minutes. A grill tong. You know, corn on tong the cob holders. <laughs> <laughs> what are you 
buying this. Like, do you get points for this? <laughs> hey, dog, who stole my corn on the cob holders? I'm barbecuing hey, next week. Like on um, Coming to America. These are our things. Yeah. <laughs> Let them have our princely robes and jewels. <laughs> they now want to watch Coming to America. Don't steal my package, dog. That's all I ask. No, for real. I be weary. Like, when I came home the other day, we had a package on the front door, and it was this little boy. Like, my neighbors are never outside. So anytime somebody outside, I'm like, what are you up to? And this little boy came uh, knocking on my door to tell us we had a package. And, like, I can't even open my front door to begin with because it's heavy. So I'm like, what's up? I'm talking to him through, like, the little, <laughs> through the window. Hey, man, people crazy. I see it. We good. Back up. Back up. <laughs> I think I'm going to start growling at children when they stare at me. This is totally off the record. But, like, I know this can't just be me, but, like, do do white children stare at you in, like, the mall and stuff? Like, uh, for long periods of time? So there's two parts to this. Mm-hmm. White children do look at me, um, but I found that, like, all children kind of look at me. That too. But I when it's it. a black child, I feel, like, more safe and, like, you know, hey, hey, little guy, you know, waving back. They or... staring because they're staring it because they're kids. But I feel like when white children stare, it's, like, racially driven because they're trying to figure out why I'm black and what's my, wrong with me. Cause well, that's my mindset is before. I can't, you know, like like I said, how I will entertain a black child, like what's going on, little man? Or, hey, what's going on? I don't do that with white children. I don't, I don't want y'all accusing me of nothing. I ain't never met your child. Please take this child away from me. That's like when it was on um, Blackish. I seen the clip when it was a little white girl in the elevator and Dre wouldn't get on the elevator. What? <laughs> because <laughs> he was scared. <laughs> hey, yeah, but if a, it depends on like the vibe I get, because you know, like. It depends on their parents. Like, if you see a little white baby in a stroller and they're looking at you, sometimes their parents will say, like, say hi, Cody, or something like that. And then he's like, oh, hey, little one. Yeah. Or the parents just look at you and it's just like, okay. Then I'm going to start growling. <laughs> but, like, when I was in the mall, literally this little white girl was staring at me. This is how I noticed what they're thinking. The little girl was staring at me. I'm trying to drink my little Chick-fil-A milkshake, minding my 12-year-old business. And she's just staring. And then all of a sudden, she goes to mom. Mommy, how come that girl is brown? Oh. And her mom saw me seeing her see me. Like, I'm looking dead at you. I'm like, get her. White lady, get your child. And she's like steady trying to ignore her daughter. So she kept on asking, Mom, <laughs> Mommy, Mom, why come that girl is brown? So I'm just glaring at this point. It's like, I'm 12, but I ain't dumb. How sheltered was this child? They were like... She probably been seeing. It's like I gotta know. I've been oh, okay. seeing him my whole life. Okay, I'm gonna ask. <laughs> okay, maybe yeah. It's not you. You could have been seeing brown people, and you just don't understand. Like why are they brown? Right. I can't wait to like raise my kids and teach them stuff they're not gonna teach them in school, and just like get that phone call home. Um, Miss Miss Mitchell, um, your son told us that um. Christopher Columbus is a rapist and a murderer. And I just thought that was a, a lot for, you know, a first grade class. And we're just trying to celebrate. Well, I don't see what the problem is, ma'am. What's the issue? It's the truth. Well, we're going to have to suspend your son. Excuse me. I'll put him at that school tomorrow. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. I'm excited. I have a little woke. Um, um, anything else about fact or fiction or just life in general? Yeah, I mean, we ain't our grandparents. <laughs> Show them hands. <laughs> Did you see that that meme today? It was like, we and our grandparents will beat your ass. Shut up, nigger. Wow. <laughs> Twitter, do your thing. <laughs> it was with LeBron James. It was LeBron with the flip phone. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> it's so real it's like, though. It's like LeBron's face in the gym. I mean, in, the, in the meme. I gotta find it. I gotta find it. So I can just sit and laugh. But that's oh, the thing. God. Like, I hate when people be like, we were not our grandparents. And, like, someone posted something that was like, we are not our grandparents. And it showed, like, all the black people, like, you know, in white-only spaces. And it's like, we aren't our grandparents, but you can't miss a football game. You know, it's like, we got to give more credit to our grandparents acting like we really about that life. Because we know if we fight somebody, an assault charge is coming. Right. Before, <laughs> so we before just they re- get hosed and, and sick by dogs and wait, lynched. Wait, wait, wait. Did you see the video that woman uploaded? Talking about somebody that threw a piece of chicken in her car. Oh my God. I had to cut it off because I was laughing too hard. Like, chicken? Oh, okay. So I'm not the only, like, one who thought it was just yeah, like. Was a couple weeks ago. Yes, bro. Like, I, I was like, I. Am I wrong for laughing? Because she thought she was really doing something like, and I just had to upload this because somebody <laughs> threw a, a, a piece of chicken in my car. Had I slowed down, it would have hit me square in my face. And I just, like, in my mind, I visualized, like, imagine what driving. You was, just... it? was it fried? Like, did it have sauce on it? It was, like, lemon pepper? Because if it was what lemon was it pepper, like? the pepper would have got in your eye. Was it Popeye's or KFC? Because if it was KFC, that's just disrespect. <laughs> they do that big old church. Like church chicken is a little lighter, and it, it'll be like better flowing in the wind. I think maybe the churches like churches. But nah, churches got the mutated chicken pieces, so it would have been like a foghorn leghorn sized piece of chicken hitting you upside your head. She would have been out for the count. She wouldn't have even remembered getting hit with the chicken because she would have had like I mean, like Lucius like. I just. It's just sad that in 2017 I have to make a video and I have to be upset in front of my child because somebody threw a piece of chicken at me, ma'am. Like, did the chicken have like a little note on it that said nigger or like <laughs> is it just a regular piece of chicken? Ma'am, if you don't get off Twitter thinking you moving somebody. Throw a chicken. <laughs> this is the funniest thing I've ever seen. Dear racism, we are not our grandparents. Sincerely, these hands. Shut up, nigger. Wow. Twitter. <laughs> I feel like Crystal laughing all off the mic. Oh my god! That is exactly how you sound right now. <laughs> I think we got to make the clip about the chicken being thrown, and I want you have to see, to see LeBron's face, bro. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, he was geeked in that picture. <laughs> now you got to post it on the IG, <laughs> so our fans can see it tomorrow. Or maybe we'll make that picture of LeBron the cover. Oh, yeah, we should. We are not our grandparents. Should be the title of the podcast. Oh, perfect. Oh, my God. But look at LeBron's face, bro. Like, you got to see, like, the. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, I am so sorry, y'all. I'm in Chicago in the fall. I'm trying to fight a cold. Well, I'm not <laughs> but. All right, we're going to go before Melanie. Uh... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. Bonnet wisdom. Being an adult, it's not childish to say how you feel. Like, if somebody hurts you, say that. 
Like, you know, don't be trying to be too grown to, oh, I'm mad. Yes, you are. Say you mad. Say you hurt. Say you sad. Say you hurt my feelings. Say you had me effed up. Say how you feel. Um, Don't hide your feelings. You know, make sure you make things clear. You know, just don't be too vulnerable, but still, like, express how you feel. Um, I feel like that's more mature than bottling things up. Let me see what other... Yeah, say what say say what's on your mind, bro. Like, just get it out, cause you feel so much better. And sometimes conversations don't happen when you want them to, but they come when they need to happen. Like at homecoming yeah. tailgate. Hmm. I said like at homecoming tailgate. Dead ass. <laughs> Dead ass. <laughs> For real though. Um. Yeah. All sure. right. Reflection this week. For my reflection this week is um, honor the past, man. You know, um, we were joking about we are not our grandparents, but um, our grandparents endured a lot. I think, um, I think, you know, we we got to thank them for what they did and 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 you know really talk to them. You know, I've I've lost all of my grandparents, um, but I got a chance to sit down with each one of them. And really found out their life stories, and um, those that thing that was so priceless. And hearing how happy they were that I was interested in their life, but in just learning so much about my history that, um, you know, I would have never known talking to them. So you know, make sure you talk to your elders, man. They're not always going to be here. Especially if you have your parents and grandparents. Yeah, and and help your parents get healthy. You know, one reason I I, I felt like I was called home was, you know, my parent I've been trying to get my parents on a health kick for for years. Um, about three years or so. And maybe I can lead by better example in the house than, you know, me being twelve hours away. Mm-hmm. So that's my reflection, guys. It's been a pleasure. It's been an honor. I've been recording in my bed. So that's been nice. <laughs> Well, I'm sitting at my desk, so I wanted to, I wanted to sound. If I'm too comfortable, I'm be like, yeah, so I'm in there because we and our grandparents challenged there, but like I'm gonna be too comfortable. But that has been another episode of All My. Grandma. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I, I I didn't know like was I supposed to be like oh I don't know what you were supposed to say to that. So yeah. <laughs> we here though. Thanks for listening, y'all. We got the giggles this week, and you be great. All right, stay blessed. Yeah. <laughs>